Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. How many of you know today that we serve an awesome, faithful God? God is so faithful. Even when we're not faithful, God is faithful. I love the fact that God is always faithful to us and that His Spirit is so felt. I pray that at your own home, wherever you're at and you're viewing this online, I pray that you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit just like we do here. I know that there's no distance in prayer and there's no distance from His presence. And so I'm just so glad that you've tuned in with us today to just experience the presence of the Lord. His Spirit is so sweet today. And worship team, thank you so much for really helping us to get into the presence of the Lord so that we could receive the word of the Lord today, the message. My name is Gary Jimenez. If we haven't had a chance yet to meet, I'm the men's ministries and hospitality pastor here on staff at Harvest Church. And I really do feel like I have a word from God for Harvest Church. And I don't just say that lightly. I want you to know I have a word from the Lord for Harvest Church specifically. Uh, Anytime I've ever had the opportunity to preach, I've always felt that like the Lord was with me in my prep time or was with me as I delivered the message of the Lord. But this message is special because I really feel like it's for Harvest Church in the season that we're going through right now. And so uh, get ready, Harvest Church. This word is for you. I've titled the message today. Thank you so much, worship team. You guys are great. Thank you. I've titled the message today, How to Respond in Tough Seasons. And we're going to be taking a look at uh, Daniel chapter 9. And so if you have your Bibles, your smartphones, your tablets, whatever you might have, you can begin to open them up to Daniel chapter 9. Uh, But I want you to know again that this is a message for Harvest Church. If I get asked to speak at another church at some point, I want you to know that this will not be the message that I decide to preach at that church because this message is just for Harvest Church today. God wants to speak to our heart. And I I want to ask you to do me a favor. I want you to think back onto March of 2020. And I know the second I said that, some of you thought, oh, Pastor Gary, don't ask us to think back to March of 2020. That's when COVID started. That's when the pandemic started. And of course, none of us would have ever been able to imagine or to predict what would happen in the next days, weeks, months, or nearly a year now since the pandemic started of what was going to happen. Professional sporting events were canceled. Businesses were forced to shut down. Schools had to close. And for the first time in our Harvest Church history, we had to take all of our ministries online. Most of the world had shut down, and we found ourselves going through a tough season. But I've learned many different concepts, new concepts in this new season that we've been going through. I've learned what social distancing is. I've learned how to quarantine. I purchased my, and for the first time in my life, I purchased masks that I wore on other days than just Halloween. Come on, somebody of you know what I'm talking about. I wear masks now when it's not just Halloween. And I also learned that toilet paper is not always easily and readily accessible when you need it. And I still don't understand why there was a a shortage with toilet paper. Harvest Church, I think some 
you guys have enough toilet paper in your houses to last for like the next 10 years. Come on, it's time to share it. Divvy it up. Help a brother out. Come on, I need some toilet No, I don't need any more now. We got enough now. But I still don't understand why there was a shortage. It's just so weird to me. Things have changed. People were isolated and lonely. Millions of people had to file unemployment. States were, had to reclose only to reopen and only to have to close again. There, were, there have been protests. There was race, racial tensions. There was political unrest, and the list goes on and on. Our world has changed, and this pandemic has exposed where people really are. It's exposed their priorities, their relationships, their marriages, their values, and where people get their joy, their peace, and their hope from. And it's even exposed where people are spiritually. And as a pastor, I'm concerned that so many people, as they walk through tough seasons in their life, they don't know how to respond. And so that's why today we're going to take a look at Daniel chapter 9 so we can see how Daniel and his country respond as they're going through a tough season. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your wonderful presence that is here. And Lord, I just pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would join us. God, I've planned, prayed, and prepared, but now would you add the power that comes with the preaching of your word. Thank you for this word that is specifically for Harvest Church. And God, I know that you're going to be with us in the next several moments. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to look at Daniel chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. It says, in the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede, the son of Ahasuerus, who became king of the Babylonians during the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, learned from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet that Jerusalem must, die, must lie desolate for 70 years. And let me give you some context and history to what's happening here. Israel had repeatedly ignored God's command and forsaken his covenant, and as a result of their sin, God had allowed God's people to be captured by the Babylonians, and they spent 70 years in captivity. How many of you know that's a tough season? We've been going through this tough season for nearly a year now, but can you imagine going through this last year 70 times? That's the type of situation that they found themselves in Israel. Babylon was a wicked city and was a center of idolatry. And because of that, uh, it was a tough and challenging time for the people of God. And there are three ways I want to show you how God wants us to respond as we go through tough seasons. Number one is this. Recognize we are in a spiritual battle. Let's look at verse number three. It says, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ash. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commands. I want you to notice what Daniel does here. The first thing that Daniel does is not to try to escape. It's not to try to gain weapons of warfare. It's not to try to make a plan of attack. No, his first response is to recognize that he and the nation of Israel are in a spiritual battle, not just a physical one. And I want you to know that we must also realize that when we're going through tough times, we must realize and recognize when we are also going through tough battles as well because we are in a spiritual season. And if we miss this point, we're going to miss one of the major keys that's going to help us get through our tough seasons in life because not everything is as physical as you might think it is. Everything is more spiritual than you might realize. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 says, 
for our struggle. Other versions say for our battle or for our wrestle. For our struggle... For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Daniel recognized that he and the nation of Israel were not just going through a physical battle, but they realized first and foremost that they were going through a spiritual battle. And oftentimes, we get this backwards. Oftentimes, we don't give as much attention and focus on the spiritual as we do on the physical. We want to give all of our attention on the physical, and we tend to neglect the spiritual. And you might, be, you might think that the problem that you're facing or the battle that you're facing is your boss. You might think it's your spouse. You might think it's finances. You might think it's your kids. Well, Pastor Gary, if I just had the, the finances right now, if I had that one job, then I'd be able to have a good time right now going through this pandemic. It wouldn't be so rough. Well, Pastor Gary, if I had that relationship, then things would not be so tough for me. And what I'm saying is that oftentimes we don't recognize how spiritual the problem is. And I'm not saying this to minimize the plan, the strategy, the resources, or the point of attack. I'm saying this because first, before we ought to put in a plan, strategy, resources, or, or attack, we have to know that we're going through a tough season, uh, and it's not just physical, but it's spiritual. We have to recognize that we have to depend on the Lord, lean on God, and know that our battle is not just physical, but it's spiritual as well. The second way that we need to respond going through tough seasons is that we have to fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons. The best way to lose a spiritual battle is to fight it in the physical. But we have to fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons. Look at verse 3. So I turned to the Lord and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ash. The nation of Israel was going through a tough season, and Daniel began to pray and to fast. The Bible says that he began to plead. To plead means to strive after. He wasn't just having a casual conversation with the Lord, but he was pressing in. He was pleading with the Lord. He was crying out to God, and he was pleading in prayer and fasting. And friends, when we're going through a tough season, we have to recognize that we're going through a, a spiritual battle, and we have to fight with our spiritual weapons. And part of our spiritual arsenal of weapons is praying and fasting. This is where we get God's attention and where he gives us a move of the spirit look at the rest of verse three it says i also wore rough burlap and sprinkled myself with ash burlap sackcloth and ash were used to humble oneself it's when we pray and where we humble ourselves and put ourselves in our rightful place and we put god in his rightful place over our situations and so when tomorrow morning when we get up and when we pray and when we fast and when we get up early in the morning tomorrow at 5 a.m and begin to pray and someone just said right now pastor gary the devil's a liar i'm not waking up at 5 a.m pastor gary oh, that ain't me all right, all right, whatever time it is that you choose to wake up tomorrow morning, I want you to know that it's humbling to sit there and to pray about your situation or to just fast about your situation when you don't have a job and you feel like you ought to be writing a resume. It's humbling to sit there and to pray and fast when you think that you ought to be looking for that relationship when you don't have a relationship. But the first thing we ought to be doing is fighting it in the spiritual, using our spiritual weapons so that we can begin to pray about the situation because your, your battle is more spiritual spiritual than it is physical it's humbling to do those things and I remember early on in the pandemic 
I received a text message from a friend of mine that said, Pastor Gary, I've contracted COVID, and, uh, and I'm getting worse and worse. I don't know what else to do. And, uh, and he, he, he got worse and worse. He went into the hospital. And as he went into the hospital, things still got worse and worse, and he had to be put on oxygen, and things still continued to look really bad for him. I remember FaceTiming him and crying with him as I saw him over the FaceTime uh, dialogue and just seeing what he looked like. I'd never seen him with tubes coming all over the place. He could have taken his phone and he could have looked up some research on Dr. Google and, and looked to see how his doctor should be taking better care of him. He could have called his friends or his family members and said, hey, I need you guys to do research. I need you guys to, to see how other people are being healed of this COVID because I'm getting worse and worse. But you know what he did? He began to pray. He began to ask his, his friends and family members to pray for him and to fast for him because he knew that there was power that comes when he uses his spiritual weapons. And you know what happened? God healed him and he made it out of that hospital room. And I want you to see what happens as a result of Daniel praying and fasting in verse 20. He says, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sins and the sin of my people Israel and making my request known to the Lord, God for, uh, to the Lord my God for his holy hill. While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I have seen in an earlier vision, came to me in a swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. How many of you need insight and understanding when you're going through a tough season? And look at verse 23. This just blesses my heart. It gives me so much hope. He says, as soon as you began to look up on Google. No, no, it doesn't say that. It says, as soon as you began to ask for other people's opinions. No, 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 it doesn't say that either. It says, as soon as you began to pray, a word went out which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. The Bible says that the moment that Daniel began to pray and fast and plead to the Lord, that God began to move on his behalf. And I'm saying this, that as you wake up tomorrow morning and you begin to pray and you begin to fast and you begin to plead and you begin to seek God, God's going to release miracles. God's going to release his healing power. He's going to release his provision. And I believe that for some of you, breakthrough is going to happen. He's going to release that depression and anxiety off your life. And he's going to replace it with love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness, self-control, and all the rest of the fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because that's the type of God that we serve. We serve a faithful God. And we need a move of the Spirit of, our, uh, of the Lord in our lives. We need a move of, of the Holy Spirit. We need the move of the Holy Spirit in our lives personally. We need it in our church. We need it in Harvest Church. We need it in Elk Grove, in Sacramento, in California, in our nation, and the world. We need a move of the Spirit of God in our world. And this only happens when we fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons. Number three is this. The third way to respond in tough seasons is know that God will fulfill his promises to his people. And this is so heavy on my heart, Harvest Church. We need to catch this. Look at verse 4. It says, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant and keep your promises of unfailing love with those who love you and obey your commands. Friends, never forget, no matter how tough the season is that we might be going through, if we will seek the Lord, he will fulfill his promises. God promised Daniel and Israel 
that Jerusalem would be rebuilt after that time of devastation and destruction from the Babylonians. And look at, at verse 25. It says, Now listen and understand. Seventy sets of seventy-seven, uh, seventy sets of seven plus sixty-two sets of seven will pass from the time the command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one, comes. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses despite the perilous times. And he promised them that despite the perilous times that Jerusalem would be rebuilt. And Nehemiah was the fulfillment of that promise. Nehemiah, in the book of Nehemiah, he rebuilt the city and he, re and he rebuilt the city walls because God is always faithful to his people and to his church. And friends, I want you to know that if we will seek the voice of the Lord and we will seek God, he's going to be faithful to fulfill the promises in our life and in the life of the church. COVID-19, chaos and destruction have not caught God by surprise. And what he said to, to the nation of Israel is that if you will seek me, I will fulfill my promise. And that's what God is saying to us. He's saying, if you will seek me, I will fulfill my promises for my church within you. And let me show you where I believe God is going to use us to fulfill his plans and his promises to us and to his church. And remember this. The church isn't just this building. The church is you. The church is me. The church is the people. And I want to show you this in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 18. It says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the very gates of hell shall not prevail. God is going to build his church no matter how crazy the season is that we are going through. In spite of COVID, in spite of the spirit of division, in spite of racism, in spite of the political agendas, and in spite of the evil that is in this world, God is going to build his church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God is going to use you and me to build his church. And I want to show you three key focuses where God is going to use us to build his church. And these three, these three key focuses are found in our mission statement at Harvest Church. Loving God, loving others, living transformed lives. The number one is the first key is loving God. And I feel like we've talked about this one quite a bit already. Loving God is praying, fasting, pleading, crying out to God, listening to his voice, reading his word, and doing what he says. Number two is loving others, loving others. And this is such a key for Harvest Church because Harvest Church must stay focused on being diverse and united at the same time. A divided world needs a united church. Ooh, that's good right there. Let me say that again. A divided world needs a united church. This world has never been so divided as it is today and so polarized as it is today. This world is divided over COVID-19, over wearing masks or not. It's divided over social media posts, whether our kids should be able to go to school or not go to school, whether our state should reopen or not open, over race and over politics. But a divided world needs a united church. And it's so easy to let the spirit of division enter our lives in certain areas. And my spirit was so grieved at the beginning of this pandemic when we began to have racial tensions happen. I began to read certain social media posts that people were saying out there, hearing things that people would say that was just so insensitive. And that spirit that they operated by was not the spirit of unity. That was a spirit of division that was happening. And early on in this pandemic, my family and I, we got together and I told them, I said, here's what we're going to do. 
We have to gain understanding. We have to be the help of change to try to bring healing, not only in our church, but in this country, in our nation. And we began to invite people over that didn't look like us or possibly even think things the way that we thought. But we educated ourselves. We asked them their experiences. We said, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? We had them come over, and they educated us. They helped us gain insight and understanding, and we gained empathy and greater love for them because they were able to share our story. My wife and I and, and some of our staff were a part of a cohort of people that were meeting together for a month, one week, uh, one day a week for a month, where we talked about certain issues, racial issues. Why? Because the way that you bring healing to a nation is not to allow the nation to influence the church, but for the church to influence the nation. And that only happens when we're able to have people over, ask them for their opinion, begin to have dialogue that might seem un uncomfortable, that might be hard to have those conversations, but they're conversations that are so necessary if we want our nation to be healed. Listen to me. Healing is going to happen when we allow conversations to happen, when we begin to talk about these issues in the church, because healing is going to come from the church to the nation, not from the nation into the church. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3 through 4 says, Make every effort to keep yourselves united in spirit, binding yourselves together with peace, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. The Bible says make every effort to keep yourselves united. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, Harvest Church is going to remain a multicultural, multi-generational church. And we have to be diverse and united all at the same time. Harvest Church, we're not going to let the news, COVID, mass posts, racism, or even elections divide us. But we're going to tear down the racial walls. We're going to continue to tear down the generational walls. We're going to continue to tear down the cultural walls. And Harvest Church is going to show the world what it looks like to love one another in a spirit of unity and John 13 35 says by this people will know that you're my disciples for the love that you have for one another harvest church it's okay to have disagreements and yet still love one another it's okay to have different opinions and still love one another. We don't have to try to unfriend or block or cancel each other out because a divided world needs a united church. And we're going to continue. Listen to me. Harvest Church is going to continue to be united upon the good news of the gospel and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody say amen. We're going to be united, Harvest Church. We're not going to let division that spirit of division take us apart, but we're going to allow, allow the spirit of unity to bring centricity in our church and in our nation. And it starts with us because we're the ones that have the Holy Spirit. The third focus today, I believe God is going to use us to build his church, is living transformed lives. And I know, things, I know all the things that are going on, going on in our world right now, and I know that right now is a more tough time than possibly any time in our history to live a transformed life. But I want your life to flourish. I don't want you to just survive. I want you to thrive, and I want your life to flourish. And how, does, how, how do we allow our life to flourish as we go through tough times? It's found in Psalm 92, verse 13. It says, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. When we're going through a tough season in our life, you know what we have to do? We have to plant ourselves in the house of the Lord, the local church, harvest church. 
whether we're attending online or hopefully real soon we get to attend in person. It's vitally important to your spiritual health that you make and that you're faithful to church attendance on a weekly basis. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so if you're planted in the house of the Lord and you're hearing the preaching of the word, you know what comes by hearing? Faith comes by hearing. And you know what else comes by hearing? Flesh comes by hearing. And so if we're taking in more headlines of the, of the, of the world and of the news instead of the headlines of the gospel, guess what's going to happen? Your flesh is going to grow. Yes, faith comes by hearing, but so does flesh. Flesh comes by hearing. You know what else comes by hearing? Fear. Fear comes by hearing. And so if you're listening to the world and what the world has to say, reading all those social media posts, guess what's going to happen? Fear is going to creep in. But you know what else comes by hearing? Anxiety comes by hearing. And what else comes by hearing? Depression comes by hearing. That's why right now we all know people that have so much anxiety and depressed in this time because they're taking in more of what the world has to say, reading all the things that are on social media, watching the news, hearing all the despair that's happening instead of reading the Word of God. And I'm not saying that they're not reading the Word of God, but if you're reading all those other things more then you're reading the Word of God, guess what's going to happen? Is your flesh going to grow more or is your faith going to grow more? Of course your, your, your flesh is going to grow more if you're bringing in more worldly stuff. But we have to be planted in the house of the Lord so we can hear the preaching of the Word to gain a more biblical perspective instead of just a worldly perspective. And too many people have planted themselves in different houses than the house of the Lord. People have planted themselves in the news house. They planted themselves in the social media house. They planted themselves in the cultural house. And the Bible says that our lives will not flourish if we're not planted in the house of the Lord. Because when we're planted in the house of the Lord, that's when we get to hear the preaching of the word so that our faith will increase and so that our, 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 fa our, our, our physical person will decrease. How many of you need your faith to increase and your, and your spirit man to decrease? Amen. Hannah, if you would come. It's no doubt that so many of us are going through a tough season right now. It doesn't take a prophet or a man of God to say that most of us are going through a tough season right now. But how do we make it through those tough seasons? Number one, recognize we are in a spiritual battle. Number two, fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons. And number three, know that God will fulfill his promises to his people. Listen, church, if we will recognize that things are more spiritual than they are physical, then we're going to begin to fight those things in the supernatural. And we need a supernatural move of the Lord to be in our lives. We don't need a physical move of, of a resume. We don't need a physical move of someone that we might know that's high up that can get us that job to do something on our behalf. We don't need a, a friend or a coworker to say, hey, I know, I know someone that maybe you ought to date because, man, they're good looking and you guys like the same time. No, we don't, we don't need that. What we need is a spirit of God upon our life so that God can begin to be released in our nation. We need to be able to use our spiritual weapons when it comes to these spiritual battles because everything is more spiritual than it is physical. We need to pray about those things. We need to seek the face of the Lord when it comes to those things. We don't need to ask for the opinion of man. We need the favor of God. And then we need to recognize that God will fulfill his plan in our life. Listen, God has spoken dreams and visions to you and to me. 
And God is going to be faithful to fulfill all of those promises to his church. Remember, the church is not this physical building. The church are the people. God wants to move in our life to get us through this tough season. If we will be faithful to him, he's going to be faithful to us. Let me pray for you. God, there's so many different people that are going through, t- through a tough season. In fact, if probably it'd be 100%. If I were to say, raise your hand wherever you are, it'd probably be 100% of the amount of people that are going through a tough season right now. But God, I just pray that whether it's relational, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, whatever the case might be, I pray that you would move in, that you would wrap your arms of love around every single per- person. Let them know that they that they are not forsaken by you, but Lord, you've been with them every step and every moment of this journey. Ever since this pandemic started, you've been with every single one of us. We haven't had to live this pandemic alone. But you've been with us in a special way. And so, God, I just pray that you would move on our behalf. God, if it's, if it's physical, God, if it's uh, uh, financial, God, we're not going to look for all the answers that this world has to give first. No, no, no. First, what we're going to do is we're going to seek the face of the Lord. We're going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to plead. We're going to cry out to you because you're the one that has all the answers. God, we're not going to give up, look to the side, look down, give in, throw in the towel. But God, we're going to lift our eyes to you because you're the one that has the answer. So Lord, I pray that today we would be committed to you and to your church. God, that we would be faithful with our attendance to church, whether online or in person real soon. But God, we know that there's no distance in prayer. So even right now, as people are watching this sermon, Lord, we feel your spirit. God, you're more than able to move on our behalf. And Lord, the victory is ours. We know how it ends for Satan, and we know how it ends for us. God, we're the ones that end up being victorious because we have the only one that can touch our situation. So God, we love you today. We give you great praise. We have the victory, and we know that you're going to help us get through all these tough seasons that we're going through in life. And everyone said a loud amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've tuned in with us today and maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior of your life, and today you're listening in and you say maybe the reason why you're going through a tough season is because you've never asked Jesus to come alongside you to help you get through these tough seasons in your life. Well, in just a moment, I'm going to give you the opportunity of accepting Christ into your, into your life as your Lord and Savior. And I'm going to pray a prayer out loud, and I want you to also pray this prayer out loud and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. But listen, it's not this prayer alone that saves you. In fact, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, the Bible says that if you confess that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, it says that you will be saved. It doesn't say you might be saved or if you're really, really sorry, you'll be saved. It says you will be saved. So I invite you today, if you want to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you want God to be in your life, you want to live for him, pray this prayer with me out loud right now. Say this, Lord Jesus, I have sinned against you. I have made so many wrong decisions in my life, and I have lived this life by myself. And right now I realize that the reasons why I'm going through tough seasons is because I haven't had you in my life. So right now, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and all my wrongdoings. I ask you to come into my heart that I would be in right standing with you. So right now, Lord Jesus, I accept you, I believe on you, and I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. I believe on you today, for it's in Jesus' name that I know you're going to give me life. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now listen to what just happened today. Two things happened. Number one, your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lamb's Book of Life is like if you got invited to a very exclusive party and your name had to be on the list and the only way you got into that party is if your name was on that list. That's what God just did for you. He wrote your name in that exclusive party that's going to happen in heaven at the end of time. And so you could know that you're going to make it into heaven. The second thing that happened is the second you accepted Christ, Luke chapter 15 and verse 10 says that even when just one person comes to know the Lord, all of heaven rejoices and prays over that decision that you made. So I want you to know that not only is heaven rejoicing, but your Harvest Church family is rejoicing with you over the decision that you made. Now listen, that decision doesn't mean that all your problems are going to go away newsflash. That doesn't mean that you're not going to go through a tough season, but here's what it does mean. It means that God will be with you and will help you as you go through those tough seasons. If I were to stand here and tell you that, oh, all your problems are going to go away, that would be a false gospel. I'd be lying to you, but God does promise that he's going to be with you, that he's never forsaken you, and he'll be with you through the rest of this world, through the rest of this pandemic, and for the rest of your life. So listen, it's vitally important that you make church a priority in your life, that you're faithful to church attendance. When we open back up again and we're able to see you in person, we need you to come in person and to say hi to your church family. This is your Harvest Church family. This is your church. Harvest Church is your church now. And so we need you to continue to come, continue to watch online, because if you continue to get the word into your spirit, then your spirit man, your faith is going to grow. And that is vitally important for your spiritual growth today. But we're so glad that you accepted Christ today, that you tuned in with us on this broadcast. Now, Harvest Church, before we go today, I want to pray this benediction over you. It's found in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. It says, May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord turn his face toward you and be gracious to you, give you peace. And that's my prayer for us today is that the Lord would give us peace even though we're going through these perilous times, even though we're going through this pandemic, God could still give us peace. How many of you glad for the peace that comes from the Lord? Amen. So Harvest Church, thank you for tuning in with us today for today's broadcast of our services. We love you, and we'll see you again next week. God bless you. We love you so much. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.